Hey y'all, this is Ginger DeVries, guest number 56 of the podcast encouraging you today to use your position to broadcast God's love. God's word says, whatever you do in word or deed, do everything in the name of the Lord Jesus, giving thanks to God the Father through him. We pray this episode is an encouragement to you to go out and use your position to broadcast his love. From Scotto Albritton Studios, here's your host, Ricky. Hey everyone, and welcome to Broadcast His Love. This is a podcast where we talk about what life looks like when we decrease our name and increase God's name, because it's all about Jesus living life on purpose with Him. In whatever you're doing and wherever you're going today, I challenge you to bring it all back to Jesus. Whatever it is that you're a part of, whatever conversation that you are going to be a part of today, I just challenge you to bring that conversation back to Jesus in a big way or a small way or whatever way. Um, Yeah, give Him the glory in whatever you're about to do next. Our guest today is amazing. You are going to get so much out of this conversation today with Kelsey Kemp. She's an ex-tech consultant turned career coach specialized in helping high-performing Christian professionals find their unique purpose and land a job that pays you to fulfill it. Sister, can I get an amen with uh, that job title? How are you, Kelsey? I am so good. (laughs) So good. Wow. Like, honestly, it doesn't, this is going to sound remarkably cheesy. It makes me actually want to throw up a little bit in my mouth, but like, it doesn't feel that long ago that I was extremely like disenfranchised in my career, feeling like um, I was kind of suffering under bad theology of work. Like maybe God only really calls people to be missionaries. So if you feel in your heart of hearts, like that's not really your skill set to go overseas or that like God does have you for a purpose in the business realm, you're not crazy and you're not a less than Christian. Exactly. Now getting to be in this spot today, talking with you, who is a fellow professional that believes in the Lord and like sees him work through everyday marketplace roles. It's so encouraging. (laughs) So I'm really glad to get to share that testimony with people that he does have a special calling for you. And that can look like a variety of things. Exactly. Yeah. Kelsey, uh, this is just an honor to talk to you for the person who's listening. This is going to be a fun conversation today. You're going to get so much out of it. I want to tell you in the beginning, you know, Kelsey's been featured in TEDx. She's had a Forbes article written about her. So, you know, she she's the real deal. Um, you, you know, you talk about people stepping into their calling. And I just want to know, how has God led you to do this? Yeah. Yeah. I The greatest thing that put me into this work beyond just like generally God's hand in my life was realizing that. In a secular sense, when you start considering like, what's my purpose? What do I want to do with this one wild and precious life? You know, like the Mary Oliver poem. Um, It's easy to just think like, what do I want to do? And I do believe that God is so gentle with us and not all our dreams are bad. But I did really struggle with that when um, about five and a half years ago, I was still in a tech consulting job um, out of school feeling like I really got there just because I didn't know what my calling was yet. So I just 
did the most impressive thing that I could, you could see my values coming through yeah. at the time, which yeah. is just like, oh, what's impressive? Like, I want to be worthy or good enough. And how do I be worthy or good enough? I do the things that other people say are cool. So being a business student, consulting was really big at the time. So I get got the best job I could in that. But two years in, I am like remarkably burnt out because I'm so it's so exhausting to give something that you don't have, yeah. which I have just like anybody, plenty of talents. They just happen yeah. to not be in that realm. And that was so humbling for me as someone who just always wanted to be a high achiever is I was like, that's fine. I'll just work double time to be good enough at this. And I was really struggling with the thought like, oh, am I supposed to just be content? Is it entitled to want to have a really fulfilling career? So I had to work through all those questions with God. And when I sought the Bible for those answers, Mm -hmm. instead of just falling back on kind of generic Christianese passing comments that I've heard in church. I saw that God for the joy of it worked himself from the beginning. He created, he cultivated, and then he called us to care for his creation and continue his act of cultivating its potential and creating. Yeah. And so we're like, Oh, like good old everyday work is awesome. And it's ordained. And just like it says in Romans chapter uh, 13, it calls government workers, God's agents appointed for your good. And then Jesus says things like, um, pray and ask your father, give us this day our daily bread. How would we, I know that has spiritual implications, but also practical ones. How would we have our daily bread if there weren't farmers and delivery truck drivers and bakers and grocers and Instacart drivers right. and things like that. Exactly. So like, oh, wow, there's really something to this. Uh, so once I started getting a new vision for like, wow, it's cool to have aspirations in quote, secular work, but it's yes. not really secular work. Everything is sacred. And so once God started showing me the encouraging truth in that realm, I was like ready to dream more with him, mm-hmm. but I still didn't have my idea yet. I was like, how do I go about this very ambiguous task of discerning my calling? And when I was trying out everything I could, following all the conventional advice, reading all the books, taking the personality assessments, asking a bunch of people for advice, and I still was not quite clear on how to translate that into a career decision, mm-hmm. my mom's old saying, which I don't think she made this up, but it's something she told me as a kid. She said, necessity is the mother of invention. And I always wanted to invent something or start a business one day. But remembering those words helped me realize like, well, what's my greatest need and my greatest problem right now? And it was really easily, it came up as such a clear answer to me of like, I wish somebody would help me figure out how to discern God's will for my career and practically land a job that's aligned with it. And when I had that thought, it was like, boom, God was like, you're in. (laughs) Like, that's what you're supposed to do is to be that help. The plot twist here is I was 24. Yeah. And I was like, why the heck would anyone <laughs> listen to me that's ridiculous god yeah. you have poor taste like exactly, this is yeah. not gonna work and yeah. um and yet god said like 
you have been trying to care for yourself and construct a career with your own hands. Mm -hmm. It's time for you to trust me. And in that, he gently guided me to see that I didn't need to start as an expert to start helping people. I just needed to get in it. And if I didn't have the answers then, Mm -hmm. he did at least give me the internal resources and motivation to keep on researching, testing, iterating, creating, serving with all I've got until I find a process that could reliably guide Christians through these complex questions in life. And instead of (laughs) just giving them pithy, like, oh, trust God, do something you love. Yeah. I also wanted help that was practically excellent. Like I need you to be exceptional at drafting a new version of my resume or helping me with interview practice and negotiating my salary. So I decided like just out of a place of compassion, I wanted that help so badly and I wasn't seeing it from a Christian perspective. So I felt called to create it. Yeah, that's amazing. Called to create it. I mean, you've said a couple things here for the person listening. How can you not relate with this? I mean, you said, I'll work double time and be good at this. I mean, how many times when you're starting off new to your job, I've said that. I'm like, I'll I'll work double. I will get the experience. Oh, you need 10 years experience? I will work 24-7. Don't worry. I don't need to sleep. I'm young. I can handle it. <laughs> like, I totally understand where you're coming from in that. Um, the the mic drop moment the, uh, where your mom said, necessity is the mother of invention. How true. I have goosebumps. You know, how true is that for everyone's life of, okay, God, this seems like a fork in the road. I know you, if I trust you, you're going to take me on the straight path. Like, what do you want me to do? God, that is that hands up. I am surrendered to you, father, to do what you want me to do moment in your life that I'm just praising God for, because now for the person who's listening, they get to be encouraged by it. You know, maybe they're having a fork in the road moment or they're having a moment where they're saying, okay, I have a necessity here. I have a big life change coming up. Like I can't do what I've been doing anymore. Necessity is the mother of invention. That's just a really powerful quote. Um, A couple of things on your website you uh, do five things, and I, I'm I'm literally just reading this off your website. But right. <laughs> it's, to, it's to paint the picture for the person who's listening about what you do. Um, you know, number one, fulfill your potential. Number two, make an impact without sacrificing income. Number three, find unique job opportunities. Number four, land your ideal role even in a new industry. Okay. Number five, negotiate thousands more. Um, And this is a little bit about what you were talking about, but I just wanted to dive a little bit deeper about what you are doing. As a career coach, I think that it's so important to help people through three big milestones Mm -hmm. that are required in order to effectively make a career change. The first one is we need to discern where you're going. So clarifying what you are called to do and practically what is the job title that aligns with that. So that clarity that people so badly want and confidence in their decision. That's the first thing that we work on. So then second, we could go through um, rebranding 
your professional story and your resume and your LinkedIn profile to appeal to the kind of role that you feel called to. Mm -hmm. And then third, we need to go about actually landing that job by effectively pitching instead of just applying. That's the thing that most people miss, especially if you're a non-traditional candidate or a career pivoter, just dropping your resume and writing a snappy cover letter probably isn't going to work, but do not be discouraged brother or sister. Like (laughs) don't, (laughs) one of my favorite passages that I hope gives people a taste of the posture we are called to have in going about our noble goals and callings is in Luke chapter 18, there's the parable of the persistent widow. And it's, if anybody remembers it, well, I actually have it open right here. It's much better to just have Jesus read this than me. Um, So it says, Jesus told his disciples a parable to show them that they should always pray and not give up. He said, in a certain town, there was a judge who neither feared God nor cared what people thought. And there was a widow in that town who kept coming to him with the plea, grant me my justice against my adversary. For some time he refused, but finally he said to himself, even though I do not fear God nor care what people think, yet because this widow keeps bothering me, I will see that she gets justice so that she won't eventually come and attack me. That's Jesus's words. And then the Lord said, listen to what the unjust judge says, and will not God bring about justice for his chosen ones who cry out to him day and night? Will he keep putting them off? Will I tell you, he will see that they get justice and quickly. However, when the son of man comes, will he find faith on earth? He is looking for that kind of faith that whether it is petitioning for justice or the ability to serve in a job that you really feel called to, don't just knock on some doors, throw your shoulder into it. Mm-hmm. Like I, one thing that really kind of gets my goat is when Christians um, overly emphasize, I'm waiting on God to open a door, yeah. or oh, I guess that's a closed door. Anytime I hear that kind of language about open doors or closed doors, yeah. that's usually a little bit of a yellow flag there. And we should start asking some more questions like, yeah. How do you know when you're supposed to give up? The Holy Spirit is um, the one that can illuminate the true answer for you. But generally, like I find that I've gotten to serve quite a few people who they're like, oh, you know, I guess God just like isn't blessing this career change. And then I look at their process and their strategy to apply to jobs. And I look at their resume and I looked at their LinkedIn profile and I look at the messages that they've been sending recruiters and there actually was no need to over-spiritualize that. It was a technical challenge that they needed new knowledge to overcome. And once we got them a new strategy and practical help, they got in the job that they felt called to. So just keep on it going after it. So then in the end, we can effectively go through deep interview practice and advanced coaching on that so that you could be the most high value candidate. Even if you don't have all the qualifications that they're looking for, can you show that you are the most hungry for it? Right. And sharp enough to learn quickly and get after it. And I find that there's, again, so many ways to apply biblical principles and mindsets to the job search of a lot of candidates get in interviews and they're talking about how excited they are to learn how much they love the company, how they've heard really good things about how y'all take care of your employees. 
all of that is looking is flagging to the employer that you are excited to be served, not necessarily right. to serve. Amen. Like Bill said. So wow. there's a lot of mistakes that can be avoided and it's no problem. And I say this with no blame. I made yeah. all of these mistakes. Again, I was client number one, like for myself. <laughs> I have I, yeah. done very humbling things oh, yeah. and that made me realize the need for these updated ways of thinking and strategies. Oh yeah. I mean, I have so many facepalm moments when I think about when I first started working and like some of the things that I told my management at the time. Oh, yeah. Same. Same. <laughs> I mean, some of it, I'm like, there was like some truth in there, but the way I went about it was not good at all. <laughs> Bad. Yeah. I hear you. Oh my goodness. Okay. So one of the things I wanted to ask you about, um, when you were talking about people come to you and they're like, open the doors, close doors by God. Cause that's like a common thing to say in our faith walk. And, and this is kind of a weird question, but I'm learning about it right now with God is asking the question of like, what's your idea of success? So mm-hmm. what's your idea of a currency or, you know, what was your expectation that the door was shut or that the door was open because God's ways are higher than our ways. It says that in the Bible. And so if I'm walking with the Lord, I'm trusting him. I, my calendar is his calendar. My plans are his plans. I'm, and I'm walking with a door yet. I'm saying doors are shutting. Um, you know, those must be some really hard slams in my opinion. Like that must be a, you know, I don't know. I, I want to say like maybe a car accident or something like that must be a really hard shut uh, for, for whoever is experiencing that shut door. So uh, I want to know how would someone navigate an experience where they have, they truly believe they're like, nope, Ricky, it's a shut door. I promise door shut, never opening again, lock door, like big old lock on there. How do you navigate that with people and getting them through it? The first thing is I'll go back to the first milestone of discerning what you feel called to do and practically identifying the job that's aligned with it. Mm-hmm. If I would always rewind if somebody comes to me and I get in a conversation about like, uh, they'll say, I tried this before and it didn't work. And maybe God, that maybe that means I need to try a different career path or I need to give up on that dream. The very first thing to do is to go through the steps of discerning what are you really called to and why, and what is the most faithful use of your life? And can you have conviction behind it? And if you could get to that point of conviction of, no, I'm really like all the signs are there. And I talk with clients about the biblical signs of confirmation instead of the worldly signs that are generally thrown around in culture. Like I just don't have peace about it, or I just have peace that this is my thing. Actually, we see that um, for many of the fathers of the faith, including Moses, including, well, just about anybody, they did not have peace when God himself in a, (laughs) even encountered Moses through a burning bush. Yeah, That's as close of an irrefutable calling as you can have. And he got specific instructions to go and ask Pharaoh to let his people go. And that's what we hope for in a often um, a asking for God asking God for confirmation in our our callings. But I just want to say, even if God 
spoke to you through a burning bush, realize that the human spirit is one that is very prone to fear. So it's unlikely um, to, or maybe let's just balance this with a perspective that maybe it's not realistic to think you're going to have perfect peace when you receive your calling. Jesus Christ himself, when being called to go to the cross said, will you uh, take this cup from me? Yeah. He was he was sweating blood. Okay, right, so right. do you think I felt like perfect peace when I was called to leave my uh, very uh, I was very well provided for in my tech consulting job to go into three years of making just about no money? Literally, yeah. I cleaned houses for a good while while yeah. I was getting this off the ground, and it took those three years to really see this dream come to a fruition. Now, now I've been in, in about five and a half years and I have a team now and all the things that I really thought were going to happen that I felt called to, they honestly have. And I'm kind of in a season of like, Oh, what else? God <laughs> like, that was amazing. That's crazy. But, yeah. um, going back to like, do you really feel called to this? Yep. Do you have conviction that given the way God designed you, the abilities and the tasks that you were given to do exceptionally well, the ideas and the motivation and the talent he designed yeah. and put on your heart, does it align with the career path you're thinking of? Or do we need to do some market research to see if there's something better? And once we have that in mind and we really have taken a no stone unturned left approach where I walk clients through deep market research through informational interviews, that's where I'm really passionate. I feel like people shouldn't just rely on a lot of thought to themselves. Like, do I like that idea? Do I not? Yeah. It's so much better to ask like 10 professionals in the field you're considering, what is it really like? What does somebody have to have a tolerance for to be good in this profession? What uh, are the day-to-day tasks that you spend the majority of your time doing? What, um, like who really succeeds? What's the difference between good and great in this kind of profession? If you've asked all those questions and you're still like, yep, God, I'm in. And you've prayed about it and you asked your community, does this make sense for me given what we know today? Then I would say, please do not take a a closed door, like a couple rejections as a sign that you should stop. That's where it's like, it's normal to apply to many, many jobs before you get a good one. Exactly. Yeah. It, it's so funny. I just finished this audiobook. Well, I think I'm like two minutes away from finishing it, but it's a audiobook called um, Verbal Judo. Uh, the ge- yeah. The Gentle Art of Persuasion. Uh, it's, it, you know, I learn like what, yeah, it's, it's intense, but it's like, learn what never to say, engage people through empathy, listen better and always be heard, stop verbal attacks in their tracks. And pretty much what it's talking about or what I'm learning from it is that you have to, you have to separate your emotions from the conversations. And so when people are interviewing these, you know, people that they want to switch places with, you know, to look at doing what they're doing for a career, um, they are taking the emotion out of it. They're like, okay, this is that, this is that. And then they're able to go back and say, okay, yay or nay, God, what's going on? Is this really what you want for my life? I love that you have taken just a practical approach because yeah, I, I just I like, wanted so badly. Right? I'm like, I, I want to be biblical. I want to be spiritual. I pray with my clients twice a week. Like we don't yeah. even just have coaching calls. We have prayer calls yeah. and we pray for sessions and still 
Sometimes like in the parable of the talents in Matthew chapter 25, we see that the master gave his servants no specific instructions. But when he came back, he was like, wait, what? You didn't double my wealth? Didn't you know you were just supposed to like figure it out and like invest it somewhere? And I didn't care if it was in this field or that business or that bank. I just cared that you did something with it. And so in that way, I really, one thing that God has taught me so much um, and really emphasized through these years of helping hundreds of people through their own, I feel like a career doula, like it is kind of like a birth canal for a while. Yeah, Um, you're you're birthing businesses or Jesus is birthing businesses through you. (laughs) Exactly. But in the end, I realized that God is not, trying to micromanage your career. I'm actually not totally sure how much he genuinely cared. Like this is a true mystery to me because I yeah, can't yeah. know God, but yeah. I don't know how much he really cares if you're in job A or job B, mm-hmm. but rather he uses our, <laughs> he does push us to make our own decisions at times because yeah. in this life, he promises wisdom, but not always answers or instruction. That's right. Uh, like we see James, he does promise wisdom, but that does not mean here's the roadmap. Here's a guarantee that you're only going to have to apply to three jobs and then I'll give you victory. Exactly. Actually, we have to trudge through a lot of like, I don't see you God, or we think we don't see him and yeah. we just keep on going. And in that he's taught me that just like a parent wants their kid to become a confident autonomous person that still cares about what their parent thinks and calls home every once in a while. You don't want your kid to go to college, freak out that like, mom, I need you to design my class schedule. And like, I really don't want to do it wrong. And can like, can you pick my major? Cause I just don't know. You'd be like, son, you are the Lord's now. (laughs) Exactly. Like (laughs) I, and you're not upset if they choose like you know, business major A over engineering major B, you're just like, I trust God with your life. And in the same way, I think that God, when seeing a little kid that gets a new paint set, isn't like, what the heck you you painted outside of the lines. It's like, oh, I'm just so delighted to see you having an expression of creativity. Um, So I don't think that there's so much of a exact right or exact wrong in our careers, but God is much more concerned about through our career journeys, teaching us to rely on him and whatever we do, doing it as you talk about all the time, Ricky, for his glory and to broadcast his name and not our own. Exactly. I'm sure that through our careers, he teaches us anybody like a humbling lesson that like, oh, wow, like I would crumble if it weren't for you, God. So this really is your shindig. Wow. We should have, um, we should have underneath all of our logos. uh, I mean, this is like super, super corny Christian stuff right here. This is just to make you laugh on the other end. We should have something that's like brought to you by our Lord, Jesus. Jesus Christ. <laughs> Brought to you by Jesus Christ. That's actually <laughs> not a bad idea. That's God would be like, that's true though. <laughs> that's true though. That's true. Brought to you by Jesus Christ. That's good. Oh my goodness. I mean, if hey, if you have trouble remembering that your business was brought to you by Jesus Christ, then maybe you need to put that on your logo. So every time you're looking at it, you're you have a oh word. my goodness this Break is good down. okay back to the necessity is the mother of invention i mean that just really hones in the fact to me that you know maybe something that you need when you're 80 you don't need when you're 
25, maybe when you're 50, something that you need is not something that you need when you're 29. I don't know. I didn't mean to say 20s again, but um, all that to say that there are seasons and and se- we have good seasons and bad seasons, but just remembering that it is just a season um, mm-hmm. and that God is faithful through it. So no matter your job, no matter your position, you know, we want to make sure that you are in this podcast encouraged to broadcast God's love and not your own love and to just really die to yourself and pick up your cross and follow Jesus. And that is really, Kelsey, what you are all about. I love mm-hmm. it. Um, I want to give people contact information about how to reach out to you and then a couple of titles of your podcast episodes for people to check out. But um, I do want to ask you the last question we ask every guest, which is what Bible verse is encouraging you in this season? At first, I was thinking about the parable of the persistent widow, but since I got to share that earlier, I'll be really honest. One that I've been thinking about lately is um, at the beginning of the book of Job, he said, well, I would love to mention the beginning and the end are bangers, man. So at the beginning, after all that tragedy happens to him, he says, um, blessed is the Lord who gives and takes away. And, um, I've had some personally very, very difficult things happen recently that have just kind of shown me, like, you can pretend to like buy into the world's, uh, mirage that like, if you just try harder or have a better mindset or like manifest your dreams, everything will be okay. But in reality, um, by God's grace, hard things happen. And even one of my clients recommended or uh, reminded me this week of James one verse three about how like God, uh, I'm paraphrasing. Yeah. Yeah. He gives us uh, rejoicing trials of many kinds. Yeah. Uh, again, I don't have it in front of me, but no, I've got it. Oh, you should do it. James one verse three. Well, I'm going to read verse two and three. Because, yeah. Oh, and four. Come on. All right. This is good. <laughs> it's talking about trials and temptations. I think we can all learn from this. Okay. Consider it pure joy, my brothers and sisters, whenever you face trials of many kinds, because you know that the testing of your faith produces perseverance. Let perseverance finish its work so that you may be mature and complete, not lacking anything. Yes. Oh, thank you so much for reading those additional verses. Because yes. that's just absolutely something that, you know, I'm I'm glad that it got brought up. And I'm grateful that you asked that question because this is humbling. Like, I would love to just end the conversation on like, anything that by the world standards probably alludes to like do this, this, and this, and you get a dream career. And the thing is that um, kind of similar to the themes in Proverbs, you can do those things and you can get great outcomes and you can have something that you would categorize as a dream career for a time, but that's like, you're not in heaven yet. There's always going to be something that forces you to rely upon the Lord. And like it says in Genesis 15, one, it's like, God says, I am your shield, your very great reward. And so I pray that all the listeners follow 
this encouragement that I pray was helpful for them to have today to go after it and be in careers that they have firm conviction behind and a calling to. And it's going to be magnificent and it will bring you to your knees with joy and sometimes with tears, just because since we're in this life, we are all subject to fruitlessness and frustration. But there is still something that is worth it to not give into nihilism that like, oh, I'm without hope. Or like, even if I get my dream career, life is still going to be hard. No, you have your Lord and Savior. And it's so beautiful to realize that it's worth it to go after a great marriage, great children, great education, great career, great health, all these things. And the end point is that God is your very great reward. And none of these things are ultimate. Exactly. That is beautiful. This is so amazing. I can't believe like how humble you are. This is so cool. God humbled me. So, (laughs) oh no, I'm like, this is so cool that you're like, wow. I mean, I'm going to encourage you into doing what God has called you to do and make more money doing it. And I think that Jesus is Lord and he's like my everything. And It's just incredible just to hear you talking. It's refreshing. Um, A couple podcasts I want to mention that you have, they're uh, highlighted on your website. Uh, Episode 35, how to know if it's time to quit your job and what to do if it is. Episode 47, how to land an interview with your dream company through LinkedIn networking. Just two things that we kind of talked about uh, with you that if you wanted to know more Um, from Kelsey, you could go to those episodes. Also, do you do any consulting or how do people get connected with you? Like how could someone get advice or help from your services? Yes. Well, I am so honored that you asked that. Uh, And my podcast is Answer the Call if anybody wants to check that out. Otherwise, you could hit up KelseyKemp.com, which is soon to be changed to TheCalledCareer.com because it's actually not just me anymore. But there's a a team of people who are alongside me ready to help you just because, um, praise God, like there's a lot of people to help. So you could go over to, even if it's past October, uh, KelseyKemp.com will still direct you to the right website. Website. And there you'll have an opportunity to learn more about how I support uh, clients. And if that sounds like something you want to consider or learn more about, I offer a free consultation. So we could hop on the phone for 30 minutes. I could hear more about your situation, make sure to do some troubleshooting with you and pinpoint what needs to change in order and what to do about it in order for you to get your ideal result. And if it makes sense for us to work together, we could talk about that. This is incredible. And the people who have gone on your website and uh, what they've said about your company and what you're doing is just awesome. I mean, it's like all the good emojis in the uh, (laughs) what clients are saying. It's really cool. So thank you for your time, Kelsey. Thanks for coming on. Um, Thanks for sharing how to connect with you and schedule that free consultation. Really cool. Um, God bless you. God bless your ministry. God bless you. Oh my gosh, this reminds me of like, uh, I just had a Uber driver encounter this last week where it ended up that he's a Christian too. So we were talking about the Lord and I got out of the car and I was like, brother, see you in heaven. Exactly. Yes. I love this. I mean, that's really how you I might make it to Pensacola and maybe we'll meet up one day, but I just love that it's like, sister, like also see you in heaven. Exactly. See you in heaven. Yeah. I would love for you to come to Pensacola. We would love you down here. This we would the beach, the people, we would love you. Just big hugs for (laughs) you. This has been awesome. Um, at the end of every podcast, we always pray 
So join us in prayer wherever you are, whatever you're doing. We're going to pray to our Heavenly Father. He's been with us the whole time, um, and we're just going to talk to Him. So, Father, thank you so much for today. Thank you for Kelsey. God bless her business and just the people that she is working with. Bless their businesses. And Lord, just change their motivation to be your motivation if it's not. And do immeasurably more in their lives. Thank you so much for giving Kelsey this firm foundation to be able to encourage people in their giftedness and callings to do what you've called them to do and and make money doing it and be a good steward of what you have called each client of hers to do. And Lord, just decrease us and increase you. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. Amen. Oh, thank you so much, Ricky. Hey, this is Dustin, one of the pastors at Grace Bible Church in Sebring, Florida. Thanks for tuning in to listen to Broadcast His Love with Ricky Van Stewart. I hope you also consider joining us on our podcast as well. Our hope is to encourage you, inspire you, and compel you towards a closer walk with Jesus and one another. You can find us on every platform where podcasts are offered by simply searching for Grace Bible Church Sebring. Again, this is Pastor Dustin, and I hope to get to connect with you very soon. Hey, this is Mark Stockland, pastor and CEO for Haiti Bible Mission in Jeremy Haiti. If you'd like to follow along with what we're doing in Jeremy Haiti, you can check us out at HaitiBibleMission.org. You can also follow us on Facebook and Instagram. We'd love to get you guys connected with what we're doing in Jeremy Haiti and how you can partner with us to live the difference, to help empower leaders to transform communities. God bless you guys and have a great day. Hey everyone, it's Erica with Glassy Day Studio, where we believe every broken, discarded, and disrupted thing will be reclaimed, restored, and redeemed by the one who created and calms the waves. Glassy Day jewelry is shaped from recycled surfboard resin, and each design is named after a woman in the Bible. And 10% of every purchase supports foster care ministries. Check it out at glassydaystudio.com. And thanks for listening. And if this episode has drawn you closer to Christ, please share it with your friends and family or even one person that might find encouragement in the message and a deeper relationship with Christ. God bless and have a great week. This is amazing.